What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth, coming to you with another episode of the Sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast. For those of you joining us for your first time, this podcast is unlike other podcasts that you might find all over the interwebs when it comes to your money and your wealth. This is the convergence of growing your own financial intelligence, emotional intelligence, and your personal development all at the same time. This is not another show about how to budget, how to get out of debt, or how to find the next hot stock. We are about the journey and strategically designing your life to get the greatest return on it and creating enduring financial independence. So thank you for joining us and we look forward to continuing this journey with you. Who has your back when it comes to all of the decisions inside your financial life? Do you have a good answer to that question? Now I know that most people, the answer is no. They are flying blind. They are making major financial decisions in the dark. Some of this because they've been burned in the past. Others because they don't know what they're looking for. In the financial world, there's a term called fiduciary. Over the last couple of years, it's had a lot of buzz surrounding it. There was a fiduciary rule put in place that was then disbanded and disbarred because of all the competing lobbies and interests on Wall Street and within the financial services world. Now, fiduciary, it sounds like a whole lot of jargon, and it is. In the financial advisory world, the term fiduciary means somebody who is legally obligated to put their client's best interest before their own. Cornell Law Dictionary says, a fiduciary duty is the highest standard of care. It entails always acting in your beneficiary's best interest, even if doing so is contrary to yours. Pretty powerful when you get to the root of what the term fiduciary means. But what's so ironic about it is that when it comes to the financial advisory and financial services industry, not all fiduciaries are created equal. There are varying degrees of fiduciary responsibility. Can you imagine that when you see that legal term, the highest standard of care, how can there be varying degrees and different types of fiduciary financial advisors. It is impossible. And it's a shame that it has to be even at this level. And so despite the fact that there are fiduciary financial advisors, conflicts continue to exist amongst all financial services participants. And it's unnecessary and the trust that you have in your own advisors is being undermined. Now, what this means is that people continue to get taken advantage of, 
and people continue to make major decisions from the standpoint of being unprepared. And I bring this conversation up to you today because we had a friend reach out to us to ask them for their advice for advice regarding their current mortgage and whether it should be refinanced or not. Now, many people don't really think about, is this person really looking out for my best interest? And in the financial services world, most people don't have to look out for your best interest. They're incentivized not to look out for your best interests. So it's even more important that you find somebody that truly has your back. The financial industry has four different types of fiduciaries, but to me, there's only one type of advisor and partner that has your back. And what we're talking about here is is just the tip of the iceberg. And I wanna lay this out for you so you can understand what goes on and understand that is the advice truly in your best interest. So this client of ours reached out. They were wondering if it's appropriate for them to refinance their mortgage. Why do they wanna know that? Because they're paying private mortgage insurance. So private mortgage insurance is just an extra cost that protects the mortgage lender. And for this friend, it's close to $400 a month in private mortgage insurance. That's almost $4,800 a year in cost with no additional benefit. So depending upon the type of loan you have, you can either refinance once you have 20% loan to value, or you can pay down your mortgage over time. And once you hit that 20% loan to value ratio, you can contact your mortgage servicer to do an appraisal and they'll remove the private mortgage insurance. So this friend of ours decided to go through the refinance process to get rid of their mortgage insurance. So lo and behold, what happened is that the mortgage broker recommended that they pay down, that they refinance their mortgage and they pay down a good chunk of the mortgage to eliminate the private mortgage insurance that was costing them close to $400 per month. To make this all possible came with about $7,000 of fees. These fees were the compensation for the broker providing the service of refinancing for this client. So, It sounds exciting because the client would eliminate, uh, the friend would eliminate that private mortgage insurance. And then they would save some money on their monthly costs. The issue is that if that mortgage advisor was a true fiduciary and truly had their clients back, this friend of ours would not have done the mortgage refinance. Why? Because there's alternative solutions. Solutions that would include simply paying down the mortgage, recasting the mortgage, 
writing a letter to the mortgage company requesting the PMI to be eliminated. Now, what would have been the impact of that? The impact would be that the client would not be out nearly $7,000 of mortgage closing costs to affect the same exact transaction. Pay down your mortgage, recast, write a letter. They will be at 20% loan to value, which is what the refinance was proposing. They can recast their loan and make sure that the amortization and the, the monthly payment is lowered. And they will eliminate the PMI on a monthly basis after writing a letter. They've already had their home appraised. In this instance, those savings would be nearly $7,000 of fees. Now, for most people, these decisions are being made in the dark. Frankly, we have friends who are willing to ask us questions so we could be there in service to them. But it just brings up something that these decisions are consequential. They impact your ability to reach financial independence. The wrong decision here has its costs. The next decision can have further costs. So it's vitally important that you find a trusted advisor who could help you navigate these decisions. And I know that many of you are very capable of making sound, smart decisions. You're successful business owners. You have successful careers. But having an objective set of eyes, somebody from the outside who has no bias towards the product, who has no bias towards the investment, who is only looking out for your best interests and seeing things from 360 degrees is what is necessary. So I am not standing here saying that you need to have this financial planner, but it's important that you have somebody, a mentor, a partner, a friend, an advisor that truly has your back when making these decisions. And so if the course of action for you is to find a fiduciary financial advisor, there's a few things you can do to find that out. One, you can ask them, are you a fiduciary? They might say yes. There's a problem with that because as we talked about, there are different types of fiduciary advisors. It's almost absurd. There are people that are called duly registered advisors. Now, duly registered means that on one part of the conversation that the advisor has with you, they might be a fiduciary. On the other part of the conversation that they're having with you, they don't need to be a fiduciary. So it's important that you ask the tough questions. You need to understand whether your advisor receives any type of compensation into what they receive from their relationship with you. Do they receive commissions? Do they receive product-based compensation? All of these things would incentivize them to steer you in a particular direction. 
whether it's an insurance agent who wants you to buy this insurance policy, whether it's a mutual fund or an annuity that provides a kickback or a commission, those financial incentives and structures create a clear conflict of interest that can help you determine whether or not your advisor and planner is truly a fiduciary advisor. You need unbiased advice. But what's even more problematic is that there are fiduciary advisors that truly still have a conflict because of the way their compensation models are structured. Think about the most common prevailing way financial advisors are paid. They are paid by a percentage of assets under management. So if you provide your advisor a million dollar investment portfolio, they will typically charge 1% of your investment portfolio as a fee. This fee equates to $10,000 per year. Now, what is the incentive of this advisor? The incentive of this advisor is to grow their assets under management. That's their incentive. It's a sales culture. They need to grow assets under management. And so what does that mean if the best decision for you is not about the portfolio? What if the best decision is to take money out of the portfolio and pay down debt? What if the best decision is to take money out of the portfolio and start a business? What if the best decision is to take money out of the portfolio and invest in an investment property? All of those decisions reduce your advisor's compensation. Their sole goal is to get you to place money in an account with their firm so that they can collect fees off of it, even if that might not be the most ideal structure for your own money. In addition, because they get paid by the percentage of assets under management, their incent is to grow that portfolio. And in many cases, it can lead to excessive risk-taking. The higher the risk, the higher the reward, the higher potential account value. That can contradict with who you are as an investor. How can you accomplish your goals by taking as little risk as possible? So you can see how the conflicts of the conflicts still exist. And these advisors can call themselves fiduciaries when in fact, they may really not truly have your back and truly be fiduciary advisors. But it's important that you're able to not to ask your advisors these questions and you can even have them sign a fiduciary oath. They should have no problem signing a fiduciary oath. It can be in the contract and the client care agreement that they have with you that states that they are a fiduciary and this is purely a fiduciary relationship that they have with you. It's a very, very, very important thing that you need to understand so that you can continue to make sound decisions and have somebody that as Cornell's law says, is working with you and providing the highest standard of care that always is in your best interest, even if it is contrary 
to their own. And so as you navigate the financial waters, you need to understand who truly is a fiduciary and who is not a fiduciary. Because at the end of the day, most financial service professionals are not fiduciaries. That could be your insurance agent, that could be your mortgage broker, that could be the banker when you go down to Chase or Wells Fargo, that could be your financial advisor that you think should be. And then there's other advisors that you may know and trust that could be CPAs that don't actually have your back. They might know a part of your life, but they don't necessarily always have your back. So as you continue to explore, it's important that you eliminate these huge decisions being made in the dark. There is no reason to pay excessive fees, to have advice that's not in your best interest in this day and age. It will take time to define those things out. But when you do, the ability to sleep well at night, the time frame for your financial independence is completely accelerated. And it also is not jeopardized. Because without that, the poor decisions can compound just like the good decisions can compound exponentially. So figure out who actually is a fiduciary and puts your interests first, but who always has your back when it comes to making both big and small financial life decisions. And feel free to take some of these questions and ask your advisors, are you a fiduciary? How do you get paid? Have you ever been cited for disciplinary disciplinary reasons in your profession? Will you sign a fiduciary oath for our relationship? Because I promise you, if you do that, you will continue to build wealth and live wealthy. So thank you for listening. I trust that you will be able to continue to make great decisions. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with you. Have a great night. Plan well. Build wealth and live wealthy.